The first thing I want to talk today on this episode is why. Why would Lil Nas do what he did? I think it's self-explanatory, no? How is it how how is it self-explanatory? Well, okay, so he put out a video <laughs> of him pole dancing, stripping all the way to hell and twerking, not twerking, grinding and riding Satan's lap. <laughs> okay. How is that self-explanatory? No. Please enlighten me. I mean, me. I mean the concept of it is. So, mm. listen, the concept of it for the most part is it is um kind of like a fuck you to you know religious people that's the way i see it mm. it's like okay you told me that i'm i'm going to hell because i'm gay so here i'm in hell and and i'm on satan's lap and whatever else right mm. and then just yeah it's just <laughs> See, I think I think you're a part of the mass population that I think that what you just said is proof that Hollywood and their whole system works. So that's exactly what they want you to think. Mm. And that's exactly how you think about it. Well, no, that's what I read. What he said is his reason for it. Yeah, but that's but that's obviously I'm not the saying that that's that the way I perceived it, but that that is what he explained. But that's what you just it. said. You, you said it's self-explanatory, and then I'm like, all right, so explain it. Well, the why is self-explanatory. Like his that was his explanation for it. No, that was his explanation. For right. It. I'm asking you what you think of it, not what he said. I know the agenda they're pushing. Oh, you didn't ask me what I think of it. I didn't, but you no. said it's self-explanatory, so I assumed you had like a... Well, the why is self-explanatory. But it isn't. How is it self-explanatory? The why? <laughs> I just said it. Oh, my God. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, I think that he's pushing an agenda for sure. Like, that's like that's the whole thing. He wants to pretend that it's, you know, it's about homosexuality. It's about... Uh, being yourself and freeing yourself from the constraints of society and that's what he's going to push and that's what people are going to defend him for and people were commenting on his YouTube video saying you go or whatever I'm here for it and stuff but what people don't understand is I think there's a hidden agenda hmm. and that ties into the whole like you know like the deeper meaning behind it like you don't think it's weird how he admitted two years ago or if or a year ago somewhere in an interview in an interview that his main target audience are kids. And then now he's out here like showing all that and doing well, all that. Well, okay, hold on. See, I thought so too, right? Mm. But he said it explicitly because right when we discovered the video I read, right? Up on what he was saying towards critics about the video. And he said that old town road wasn't ever like was never meant for kids he's talking about lean in his bladder and and he's talking about like boobies and booty like he so he put out a tweet saying like my music was never like made for kids i'm talking about lean and adultery in old town road so you guys are the ones that played it for kids and and it just became a song that kids enjoyed but I didn't make it for kids. Does mm. that make sense? Like, it does, yeah. And then 
people were saying like, oh, um, it's not like he's the next Wiggles or whatever just because he made Old Town Road and it ended up being a hit with kids, you know? Yeah, because Old Town Road was about riding dick, right? <laughs> was it not? Well, now, I mean, now we can, I don't know if we can make that assumption, but sure, it might as well be. I think it was proven back then and then and then he confirmed it and that's how people found out that he was gay yeah that might actually be it but i didn't think of it like no, i'm telling you it is it like <laughs> I, like that happened on twitter and i thought you knew about it but yeah so soul town road was his coming out song basically and and then the message was hidden quote-unquote and he didn't really expect people to well he expected people to pick up on it quicker i think or whatever it's about like riding horses and stuff and that's just slang for being gay right i mean yeah just like you said it's about adultery so it it obviously must be about sex yeah the whole thing the whole thing is about that so i i just find it super funny because then they do like the kids bop remixes to stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) to make it like kid friendly but either way the kids gravitate towards the like normal song and they'll do that for any song like they'll do that for like WAP and like whatever yeah, else yeah. <laughs> and they'll do their own <laughs> a... iteration of it oh that's funny but what I don't understand is okay so let's say he meant what he said about his content not being meant for kids so why would he perform at schools and like kid concerts Money. like he did money yeah (laughs) i mean i mean so if he's willing to do that and choose money over morality and ethics then what makes you think that he doesn't take that into account when he made the new song he's the what's the new song called by the way mon ma uh i don't want to say it wrong it starts with an m it's his real name that's all i know so it's a reference. It's like call me by your name or something. I know that that I think I told you, Montero. but I got the reference call me by your name from the movie, which is about the two, which is why I really do think it's about homosexuality, because I'm telling you that movie, the the movie called call me by your name. It's about two gay guys. Mm-hmm. And so it makes sense. Or maybe it's like you said, like it's just another way of publicizing it in that light. But I really do think that that's what the case is. Because everybody right now in the music industry is like embracing their sexuality. It's like you have Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion talking about like very explicit sex, you know, content. And then now we have... Lil Nas X mm-hmm. going down a stripper pole into hell. Mm. So it's uh, it's interesting. Would you let your kids listen to Lil Nas X? Probably not. Why? Um, ugh. I think, listen, to me, the, this type of music was never made or intended for kids. Like, why are we expecting rappers or anyone in the hip-hop uh, industry to make appropriate songs for kids? Like, I don't understand how parents expect those two to align. Because mm. to me, they don't, and then that should just be a given. Like, I, my kid won't listen to, like, Cardi B and stuff, especially at a very young age. 
because it's like and and you know it's funny talk, speaking of cardi b cardi b even says that when wap was playing in the room or whatever as soon as her daughter came in she stopped it i heard that yeah so that just goes to show like even they themselves acknowledge like this is not for kids so it's up to you as a parent what you're allowing your kids to listen to mm -hmm. but then again you you only have so much control because of yeah. friends and and social media so and i remember when that came out when she made that statement uh people were uh also discussing the fact that for example um i think it's steve jobs and bill gates neither of them allowed their kids to utilize the softwares and the technologies that they invented mm. because of the addiction aspect of it. So Facebook, for example, uh, I don't know if, well, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't have any kids, but the founders of all these social media apps, they don't allow their kids to utilize the apps. And that's what we saw in that social dilemma yeah, and documentary. The, and the people themselves catch like, yeah. Cat, like catch themselves in the act and try to stray away from it because they know the the evils of it yeah like the dangers of it yeah all right my opinion on the whole little nas x thing is i think it was a satanic um initiation thing like exposition if you will i think that i'm not really a crazy um like illuminati believer and all that stuff but you can't overlook the fact that certain things are being just blared into your face blatantly right so mm -hmm. why go the extra mile in crafting meticulous details in the video you know small little details and subliminal messaging if your agenda is pushing you know um gay pride let's say and just like embracing the lgbtq plus community mm -hmm. so um, what we saw earlier today, too, um, we, we read this article where apparently he's releasing a shoe, a limited drop of Nike Air Max, I think 97s, and he's releasing an exclusive drop of 666 <laughs> pairs. For $1,018? Yeah, $1,018 because that's 1018 uh, Luke. Mm -hmm. bible passage that said that um uh lucifer something about falling uh fell from hell like a lightning strike or something like that yeah yeah it, it was something about lucifer falling i think <laughs> i with the whole shoe drop i think it's super interesting yeah only because and interesting not in a good way Mm -hmm. I think it's crazy and there's obviously a reason that and and I was going to tell you there's there's obviously a reason Nike is suing them but Nike is not suing Lil Nas X directly it's suing the corporation that Only he's yeah only with. the company uh what is it again um Mischief Mischief right Mischief yeah Yeah something like that Mischief it's spelled weirdly Yeah without the vowels I think And another weird thing about this shoe is that it's not just like a regular shoe with satanic symbolism on it and the star of david on the laces it also has a drop of human blood which is what they're claiming So see like see what I mean by that like what does that have to do with gay rights See that see that's exactly where it gets completely tricky and diverted from yeah. what he's telling everyone 
Because then the shoe has absolutely nothing. Unless, of course, he he just, um, what do you call it? Like, that's just a part or a factor of the whole, like, gays belong to hell thing. Yeah. Which is what he was saying. So maybe it's that. Maybe it's what you're saying and it's something deeper. Mm-hmm. I well, don't know. My, my whole thing is just trying to understand that like what does a have to do with z you know like okay like i get that like it would have been different if in his music video he referenced you know how gay people are often like associated at the same level of like satanic people you know like they worship the devil because of their sexuality i think that that's unfair for the gay community 100 percent and I think that people have this preconception and this, you know, view on other people that are different than them. Like, I get that. But then when you just go all in with this, like either he's just a really great troll and he's just trolling the whole world right now because he managed to get people talking about it because we're talking mm-hmm. about it. All of the Internet is talking about it. He broke the Internet with the video with the shoes as well and being sued by Nike. And the reason why Nike is suing him, obviously, or not him directly, but the company that he's working with is because Nike does not want any affiliation with anything he's doing because it's related to Satanism. And Nike said blatantly in their um, lawsuit uh, statement, um, uh, cease and desist letter to uh, hmm. mischief? Mischief, yeah. Mischief? I, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Yeah, that that they don't want to be associated with the Satan- with Satanism because they're associating the brand now with Satanism by doing that. Yeah, it just... that. If it when you first told me that it was a like a Nike and and Lil Nas X collab because that's what we originally thought. Yeah, me too. I was just mind blown. I was like, "There's no way." Yeah. Like, there's no way because that would just taint the reputation. Like, Nike has nothing to do with you know religion. Yeah, even. it has like, nothing to do with religion. religion. So of course they're gonna keep. They want to keep a neutral because they have a like a wide audience. Like everybody around the world buys mm-hmm. Nike, wears Nike, so they have to keep a a neutral stance on almost all things, mm-hmm. and I think that goes for a lot of brands. So I, I think that it makes sense, of course, that that they would, you know, file a lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Like you can't taint a reputation of a brand that's like as large as Nike. Yeah, which. Leads me into my next point. What is like? What is it about shoes that has gained this reputation now? Like shoes have become the centerpiece of culture, and wearing a like a shoe, a specific type of shoe, can represent not only your style and or your sense of personality. Let's say your overall personality, mm-hmm. but it can represent a larger spectrum of like political aspirations. Uh, religious beliefs your values values ideologies ethical values like everything and why do you think shoes became that like of all pieces of clothing shoes are like there's a whole hype culture built around it like why like what do you think it is i think it's because shoes are what's the word not conventional what's the word i'm looking for it's like essential well yeah that too but it's like you need a different shoe for different versatile yeah like they're very it's very versatile right 
and so and also kind of it's it's a, a practical item that we use right of clothing on mm -hmm. a practical article of clothing if you will but i think that it's shoes because like i said like that's what for example you need a specific shoe to run and so there's running shoes and what like there there's so much detail that goes into how a shoe is made i guess to mm. make it you know more um aesthetic and comfortable and so i think that maybe that's what happened is that like shoe sneakers specifically just launched into a market because of the craft that goes into it it's not just mm -hmm. like a shirt that like all shirts for the most part look the same and have like have the same purpose right but with a shoe it's like i don't know if you get what i'm trying to say but i think that that's why and so the attention gravitates towards footwear mm -hmm. i don't know i think i get what you mean i think it also comes down to like a means of transportation and why we we're we're always fascinated by human beings ability to move Mm -hmm. and to like transport themselves if that makes sense so it comes to like a very primitive sense so if you look at someone's car it's fundamentally a, just a means of transportation but at the same time it's also a symbol of status of um, correlation to, to to your professional career to how much money you make to how much money you you, pro you maybe have in the bank like like people can make assumptions off of what car you drive right people can make assumptions off of which um airline you use uh if you're first class uh business class uh economy mm -hmm. if you have a private jet if you have a yacht if you have your own boat if you know like if you know someone who has a boat like that's already like considered a status symbol of sorts because you're already within this more elite circle because you know like your friend has a yacht so that you're like sense. someone important by default mm -hmm. so I, I think that just like transportation being able to move through the fabric of reality is something that fascinates us completely. And that's why we have this fascination with athletes, like people who could perform incredible feats, like people who seem like super godly, like for example, like LeBron James, right? Yeah. Yeah. LeBron James physique, his Michael whole... Jordan. And that, and I think that that's how sh like sneakers ended up propelling themselves yeah. is through sports. Because I think people want to be athletes. And yeah, I think people want to believe exactly. deep down inside that they have the potential to be or they have the uh, the um, characteristics of like a Michael Jordan, a LeBron James, a mm -hmm. Kyrie Irving, uh, whatever, you know, uh, Kobe Bryant, rest in peace. Like people want to believe that they can uh, like achieve that. So the quickest way to achieve that is by wearing the shoes that that athlete wears, assuming that that will give them like some um, advantage on field in life or in the social sphere of life you know that makes sense and it made me think of kanye with mm -hmm. yeezys because it's like kanye is kanye right yeah. so it doesn't even matter what kind of looking shoe kanye puts out because he's put out up. some like strange unique looking you know mm -hmm. footwear um, including the sandals and whatnot but people will buy it because yeah. it's kanye and so it's like like you're saying they kind of envision themselves being kanye or being at the status of kanye because they they bought into 
his mm-hmm. footwear. Because people aren't buying into his footwear. People are buying into Kanye West. Right. Like they're buying a piece of him. Exactly. And that's what they think in their head. It's like by wearing Yeezys, someone can automatically assume that you're a Kanye fan, that that you resonate with Kanye's mm-hmm. mood and demeanor and just attitude in life. And I think people just feel like they're closer to that artist because they're it's just like owning a Basquiat piece or an original Picasso or something. It's like you can look at that painting and just kind of um, think in your head and just imagine the like each stroke and like what Picasso was wearing when he painted it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Just like when you're wearing Yeezys, you can imagine like, oh, this is probably like these shoes. Kanye wore them to test them out. Like he wore them in photo shoots. He wore them at concerts. Exactly. And like, oh, Kanye handcrafted and designed these. Like he's the one that, you know. He had to approve it. He had to like reapprove it. He changed stuff. Like it's it came out of his head and now it's on my feet. Super and crazy. I have like this connection with that artist now for that reason. And I think that that's why so many artists now are going into footwear. Like even Travis Scott did mm-hmm. did collaborations with Nike too. Yeah. So I think that it's smart. Like it's like you said, it's a status symbol. So people will look at your footwear and and you know what's funny too is um a lot of schools like this may sound crazy but a lot of schools like their dress code Mm -hmm. if they have a uniform sometimes they'll even require kids to wear a certain type of shoe Mm. where it's like black dress shoes or black you know flats for girls because shoes (laughs) no matter what you're wearing if you're wearing a pricey pair of shoes like you're Mm. gonna be able to tell and then that's how you you that could you know cause bullying and stuff but a lot of schools actually do that where they have a dress code head to toe including the shoes and do you know why they do that why it's to eliminate individuality yeah it's that's to uniform it's to it's to make like the whole idea of a uniform is to make a unified body mm-hmm. of people so if you want obedient students then you want to remove from them any sense of individuality that they may or may not have and that's what they do with prisoners too and that's why prisoners receive uniforms that's what right. they do with the army that's why every army soldier receives their uniform and wow, stuff and everybody's that's... referred to by their last name or just like by a number in prison and that's what we saw in the stanford experiment right mm-hmm. and so like that's applied everywhere and the school system is just like a, a more a less degrading form of the prison system and that's why those schools are super strict for that reason because they want to mm. like t- make all the kids forget about how they express themselves in the world and all they want them to do is focus on acquiring the knowledge that we're spewing out and spilling into your into your brain or forcing you to assimilate. I can see how it's a good and bad thing only because it's like, here, we don't want you to be so preoccupied with how you look. We want you to come here and learn because mm-hmm. that's what you're there for. So I get it. But at the same time, like I said, it, it does cripple like individuality and ex- and expression, outward expression because we outwardly express ourselves through our clothing, for example. Yeah. But it's like, is it mandatory for see it's so tricky because that because at the same time like i wouldn't mind if my like kids school required a uniform head to toe 
You wouldn't mind? No, because they still have their individuality at home and outside of school. Yeah, but they don't have it when it matters the most for them when they're in their social circle. So, like, how are you going to assert yourself amongst your friends? But see, doesn't that push them to, like, to, to have a put their personality out there more? Because then people aren't just gravitating to, like towards you because you have money. Because they can't even tell you don't have Yeezys on or whatever. Like, they have to approach you and figure out who you are because everybody just looks the same. That's true. You know, so I think it's I think it's smart. I get it. I get why a lot of schools do it, especially private schools. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what grade level that goes up to, but it, but I know a lot of like grand. Um, what do they call it? Elementary and middle schools do that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, like I don't think it's. I think. I think it, it has its pros and its cons. No, oh, for sure. And I think it's necessary for certain things, like, for example, the military, right? Like, like there's no room for ego in the military. And that's why there's a whole, like, um, routine of degrading, like, new soldiers and just making them eat shit metaphorically and maybe sometimes even literally. I don't know what happens in the military, but... They literally like they scream at you, they degrade you, they they completely ignore your own individuality. And that's for a reason, because like when you're at war and when like a split second matters the most, mm -hmm. you know, like a split second decision is what it is, what Matt like may save or kill someone. Then you have to just be egoless like you can't like like think to your like you can't have an ego, I don't think, when you're in battle. And I think that that's but at the same time, you should have one in a sense of. Does does that make sense? In no, a sense no. of like realizing that you're mortal and that you have to get yourself and your troops out of here. You have to have an ego. Otherwise, life becomes meaningless. But you can have it to an extent where it's inflated and it protrudes the... No, that does you know, make sense. For sure. It It's like... Which is why, like you said, it's like a unit. So they, they want to create kind of like... A, a, uh, uh, like a unified organism yeah or yeah organization where you don't just care for yourself because there are other people that you need to like kind of who rely on you for this yeah survival. exactly yeah. so especially in the military like you you're you have to coordinate with each other and i think that that's the whole thing behind it is the the art in it is like the coordination if everyone is dressed the same and if everybody is is taught in the same way and has the same haircut and has yeah like it just creates a coordination where i don't know i guess it's more seamless like it, it makes like it's pretty straightforward yeah. for you if that There's makes just sense like less um obstacles in front right of you right to, to like overcome do you think that that's why Catholic school girls are known to be the most craziest and just wild because they're so con like restricted and so I don't know like they're like they're all like uniformed and so they find other ways to like distinguish themselves and that's why you have all of these promiscuous Catholic girls and like that's what you hear about it's like Catholic girls <laughs> are the craziest is it, isn't that such a weird stereotype <laughs> it <laughs> is but at the same time is it weird though because to me it makes complete sense no, I think it makes sense. Because Catholic schools are, are um, usually they go up to high school. So up to senior year, like your uniform, like you have to wear a uniform. So at that point, 
I think the only way to distinguish yourself is, like you said, outside of the classroom. And where are high school kids, like, what are they doing outside of the classroom? Drinking and having sex. Yeah, that makes sense. So so then you have all these, like, high school girls who do anal and stuff. And, like, they, <laughs> and like uh, no, I'm saying, like, that's the stereotype. Is that high school, like, <laughs> Catholic high school girls are into anal. And that's the, <laughs> and that's the, and that's the stereotype, is it not? Okay. Huh? I I wouldn't go as far. I didn't get into that much research on it. But I didn't do research either. But it doesn't take much. But like that's that's the stereotype for it, and I think it has to do with uniforms. I think, um, yeah, I think uniform, yeah, uniforms definitely play a part in it. I think that you can't once once a a person reaches their teenage years, you can't restrict their individuality. Mm-hmm. I think that that just makes them want to express it more. And then when they do express it, it's like hyper expressed. It's mm-hmm. like it, they feel like they have to make up for the repressing of expression. Overcompensate. Yeah. So they, yeah, so they have to overcompensate. And that's why you hear like that, you know, kids, you should never like go against your kids and say, oh, no, don't don't do that. Like outwardly when they're in their teenage years, because that's when they're the most rebellious. Mm-hmm. And so when you're putting like all these restrictions and restraints on them and, you know, whatever, it just makes them want to go against the tide even more. Yeah, because we're all like anti-authority, I think, in, like innately. Yeah. So I think that that's what happens with with like the catholic schools because they're like forced to you know attend church and they're forced to like religion yeah and and forced to like carry themselves a specific way in school and stuff and then and then they feel like they have to upkeep this image but then behind the scenes whenever they get the chance they yeah whenever they get the chance it's like oh i need to make up for like you know kind of restraining myself in school and then in what you said that they do anal i guess yeah (laughs) crazy and Uh. and speaking of that and kind of like segueing a little bit away from this topic but also it has somewhat to do with it (laughs) with like um expression of self and stuff and the restriction oh, of it. Oh, I thought it was saying no. No, <laughs> no, no, no. What? We oh, could no, do I'm not a ready. whole podcast, a whole different podcast, all about it. No. If you guys want, <laughs> no. just leave a comment below, and we'll make that happen. But um, no. But what I was gonna say is, um, for example, on TikTok, right? I don't think you have to have talent anymore to be famous or successful. Hmm. And I think it goes down to what you just said. So on TikTok, like all of these trends and stuff, they're usually hyper sensualized and hyper sexualized for example like specifically the dances that the girls do yeah with like all the twerking and the whatever and the minimum clothing like i think i think it has to do with covid as well because we've been stripped of our social uh contacts and we've been stripped from being able to socialize frequently with people and having that human contact so when you go on an app like tiktok that rewards attention grabbing content Mm -hmm. you have all of these girls who are like going to extremes in order to grasp people's attention and to like keep their attention to get their recognition their approval and to get the likes and clicks and i think it's just this this uh, like we've we've come to this um how do you say it this epitome of just clout chasing now and do you think it has to like what do you think it is that 
like i don't know like what do you think about it i think that's exactly what all social media aims to do is is reward the people who who follow suit with whatever whatever will gain traction right so obviously women are highly sexualized as it is right and so on social media they post pictures and then that's what like most of the majority of people gravitate towards mm -hmm. like is is women right is watching women and whatever right mm -hmm. following and liking pictures and of of women you know probably most likely half nude or whatever right and i think that the same goes for tiktok and i think that covid is when tiktok did the most of it's like blowing up blowing up yeah. as because of that and i think that's not a surprise to me that they reward the people that follow the dances because it just it just gains more traction for the app and then for you know and so if everybody follows suit to the things that will automatically gain that traction then that's mm -hmm. what they'll continue to push out on on the explore page and stuff yeah. for you page or whatever it's yeah and that goes to both extremes like both positive extreme and negative extreme too because it because if you look at for example i don't know how many people listening to this know of the girl on tiktok who supposedly killed her sister i think i think they proved it oh yeah we talked uh yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about it on the other... yeah um but just just using her as an example um people are starting to follow suit in that like down that path of content as well because because now a lot of other people are creating these accounts these mysterious accounts where mm. they're just posting and quote-unquote documenting what looks like a criminal act like what, what looks like a murderous scene so like for example earlier today i opened up tiktok and this random user account user uh a few like dozen digits three seven five six seven, yeah four twenty three posted this like 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 these two weird tiktoks at 2 a.m uh with weird music and just ambiguous everything like just just holding a hammer in pajamas and stepping over what seemed like blood mm -hmm. and then all the comments are like hey like um this uh this seems weird or what if we're witnessing a murder firsthand and the crazy thing is that it not only works for the person creating these pieces of content where you know like they garner all the attention of everybody uh but people also low-key enjoy it because to them it's like it's a netflix murder documentary happening in real time mm -hmm. you know like it's live thrill like it's live it's mystery true crime and <laughs> it's true crime and they're participating and they're a part of the mass that's you know witnessing it firsthand unraveling and stuff so i think it's just crazy like what, what like what people will do for cloud and we saw something um earlier too about the colorado mass shooting oh live yeah. stream. do you want to tell people about that okay so apparently the guy that was recording thinks it's safe to walk right into the store that mm -hmm. the shooter was at mm -hmm. and scream out oh there's an active shooter like look at all the bodies and stuff as like, soon as he said it he just I'm shot like <laughs> three or four shots and then yeah i think up. it's i think it's just mind-boggling 
like the extent that people will go to and then the the moral of the story the cops end up like pushing this guy away and saying like do you know what's like going on right now like like, why are you you filming with your phone in a crime scene right and then he just starts like flipping them off and screaming saying he's a journalist which i probably he's not a journalist i don't think he is (laughs) yeah that guy his friend was okay so what happened was um i think a week ago there was a mass shooting that took place in colorado at a supermarket and one of the guy one of the employee's friend rushed to the supermarket after the employee i think called him or no or notified him of what was going on and said Mm -hmm. that there was a mass shooter and that people were being killed and stuff and so he rushed there to kind of help him out and this guy just went on facebook live or instagram live or or youtube YouTube live Live, i think it was yeah youtube live and he just did a YouTube live. Like he arrived there to save his friend after his friend texted or called him and said, "Hey, like, they, like I need your help, whatever." And it's just crazy to me because his like this friend who was stuck in the the, in the store, supermarket yeah. who died was calling him during his YouTube live, and he addressed it and yeah, said, like, like, "Oh, like Danny, uh, Danny, Danny is calling me, and but I can't, but I didn't answer or whatever." Because he's doing a live. So the live was more important and the views and the clicks and just the, people tuning in than Denny's life was. Then, yeah, answering his friend phone call and seeing, you who know. was inside. And how he could assist. Because think about it. Had he picked up the phone call, he could have had the information of what part of the supermarket the shooter is located. Like, where are you? You and know, he could have helped the police, or, too. And so. then guide his friend, like, into a way where he can get somewhere safe you know get yeah. the police on the phone or whatever yeah. but meanwhile <laughs> this meanwhile, guy he just got in the way of the police and just started like filming them and this... just flipping them off and stuff and he's just like i have the right to be here i'm a journalist and then they're like they're over there ready to you know shoot at this shooter and stuff mm-hmm. like they're they're armed they're ready in case this guy tries anything and and this quote-unquote journalist is just like hanging around them you know yeah taking up space not just hanging around the police officers but he was literally stepping over the dead bodies that were laying on and the street recorded them and and recorded them had no respect for the for the bodies and at no point did he like approach any of them and like ask if they were okay if they were still alive if they were still breathing because i bet you that if he had done that maybe some of them would have survived because maybe they were still like clinging on to life at that point but he was just focused on filming and just getting his shots in and he spent three hours doing this live hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline I find this so disrespectful, like to the families, to the people who who passed away. Mm-hmm. I find this so disrespectful that he like, you know, when, obviously you can't see their faces in the video because they're most of them are like face, face down. down yeah. Right. And so 
either way, I think that, like, think about it. This guy is not an official news reporter. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen... Well, I'm not going to say I've, I've never seen, but I was going to say that like like showing dead bodies, right? In a video from a I don't think I've ever seen it personally like on the news like them showing a dead body unless someone else captured it. I think I think they show it on the news but they don't show it in the morning. And when they show it, they show it in like afternoon news and they let you know they're like what you're about to see is extremely graphic. And then they show glimpses of like what happened if someone got hit by a car. Or but you something. think they show like the dead body? Like no, no, no. That's like, what they I'm saying. Film the, the dead body. I think they just show like like blur it out and stuff on the news. I think even like shootings and stuff, or or like you're saying like car accidents or whatever it is. I think that they showed the events, but I I personally can't account for a time where I saw the like the dead bodies. Mm -hmm. But this guy on top of it like what is his credentials and what right does he have to to record anything yeah but here he is on youtube live and now the families will just look back on that with this like idiot that was like recording them i think it's just i don't know like i get actually i really don't get the intent i don't know if the intent was to like it's for views and likes. if it's for views and likes or if it's for like documentation which is what people will always claim it's like oh documentation it's a documentation because he could claim that it's documentation to help the cops or whatever but he wasn't helping the cops at all and he filmed right. him harassing the cops yeah yeah screaming them at them and, and they're the ones like helping out you know the the like people the inside work, yeah. right and meanwhile like he's telling them like oh like all of you guys are assholes and, and stuff like that mm -hmm. i find this so crazy meanwhile like he was over there screaming for someone to call the cops and he couldn't do it himself yeah. that just goes to show where people's like morals stand and i think he's a representation of where we're like we're at in society today and where we'll keep going and, downhill. and keep going because like if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about civilization in 2021 where you're at a mass shooting and all you could think of is going live on youtube so people can tune in and like and follow you on youtube and for you to grow your channel while your friend your best friend who reached out for for your help is inside and potentially at risk which he was and eventually died because you were just inactive in your pursuit of helping him yeah or maybe doing anything productive and maybe had some last words too <laughs> you know like maybe could maybe maybe he was calling to tell him to tell his his parents that yeah, he loved them so, and stuff uh, and but but didn't even get the chance you know like he was obviously YouTube. calling his friend because that's you know who he originally called to go in to yeah. go right so i don't know i think it's yeah no speaking of disrespectful though what do you think of the guy who got coughed on by the girl in the Uber, the the Uber driver who recently got coughed on for trying to reinforce the use of masks before these three ladies got into his car for a Uber trip? These three bitches. Yeah. Super uh, ratchet. <laughs> um, super ratchet. Um I have no I have no comment towards it. I think it's just the it it's 
it speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Just and and then she went on her on her Facebook or Instagram or something and talked about it and said, "Oh, like all I did was rip his mask off and like cough on him a little." And like I don't even have corona, she said. During COVID, though, like, you still did it, though. Yeah. Do you think she should get arrested for cough? Do you think in that case where it was? documented it was filmed and her intention was clear and she wanted to instigate and she wanted to she wanted the uber driver to put his hands on her so she Mm -hmm. could you know get a bag basically right right. but it didn't work out so it backfired against her because the guy was super patient more patient than Mm -hmm. i can ever imagine myself being because i would have and then she grabbed his phone too yeah grabbed his phone out of his hand and she like wanted him to like punch her or do something and so do you think that in that case where you have video evidence and proof, do you think someone should go to jail for coughing on another person during a pandemic? I think someone should go to jail once they put their hands on you, like to to that extent, like someone who and I heard that he was driving them to a gas station so that she could buy a mask. He was doing her a favor. Right, right. right. It's like you're in my Uber and it's a requirement that you my wear a mask. Car. Right. Yeah. And so... I think the minute someone assaults you like that, <laughs> that it. calls for some jail time. Like, I don't care. To me, that's that's obviously not like super, you know, severe assault. But you're still like you just snatch someone's mask off of their face. Like she probably would have been more aggressive too had he like like you said, had he maybe defended himself yeah, more physically. Yeah. She probably would have, you know. Yeah. And, I think it's oh and apparently they they sprayed um pepper spray inside his car as they exited. So wow. They wanted trouble and then he reached out to Uber and filed a complaint and explained the whole situation and all Uber did was offer him like 20 bucks to clean out his car and stuff and to like like make everything wow. good. And what's crazy is that Uber was super stingy with the money. And they, you know, put out a statement saying that um, they were appalled by what happened and that the young lady's action was, you know, beyond whatever. Um, But all they did to help ramify the situation was give 20 bucks. Like, oh, like, here's 20 bucks for your troubles. And then the irony is that this guy started a GoFundMe page and now he's at like 30K, I think. So it's like a huge, a, new car. a huge fuck you to Uber because I don't think that that's how a company should handle that situation. I think that if you're Uber and you're in this limelight right now and that's one of your employees, like you have to back him up and to the best extent possible. Like even maybe offer him a lawyer to press charges against the girl. And I think, uh, yeah, exactly. And I think that, oh, what was I going to say? I didn't even I didn't even know that Uber <laughs> Uber gave him only twenty bucks. But twenty that's, bucks, yeah. Wow. It's like here's twenty bucks for you to get some coffee. For it's like it's like super crazy, like a multi billion dollar company. How did how did they not expect that he would like put this out and and publicize it? You know, and then yeah. like isn't he gonna air out that Uber didn't even compensate him fairly for his like his troubles? Like he's doing a service for this app. And expects that they will promote the guidelines necessary to keep not only the passengers safe, but the drivers. Yeah. 
because there's like a misconception that only the passengers are at risk and meanwhile there are so many cases yeah it's like the drivers that are being like you know verbally and whatever assaulted kidnapped exactly and And so i think that that's like (laughs) but uh, no sir how could they not you know give more Mm -hmm. just blows my mind but Uber's thing is that, it, like, it's a freelance company, right? So, so yeah. if you're an Uber driver, you're you're not getting like um, paid vacation and dental and mm-hmm. healthcare. So it's so it's kind of like go at your own risk. Yeah, and you and you choose it. Like you set up your own schedule and stuff. It's not like yeah. it's not like an actual job where you have hours and. Mm-hmm. So I yeah I see what you mean. And then uh, last topic, just so we could close this out, and it kind of has to do with Uber too. Is um, which topic do you want to close it out with? No, go. What were you yeah. gonna say? It, um, just just taking advantage of the fact that we're on this whole like company stuff. This one, I don't think you saw the article, but it's been blowing up on Twitter recently, and apparently some guy, um, opened up his cinnamon toast crunch cereal. Oh, <laughs> and he found shrimp tails inside his cereal like mixed in and Mm. also like fragments of like what seemed to be rat feces and he just posted and this guy happens to be a comedian which is the (laughs) last person on the planet that you like the last race of human beings that you want to piss off Mm -hmm. on twitter are comedians and he just happened to be one and then he just posted pictures of it and you can tell in the picture that he posted that it's clearly a shrimp tail like he found two shrimp tails right and then he posted and he went to Twitter and everybody's just outraged and everybody's tagging, you know, the the um, holding company for that cereal. I forgot the name um, of the company, but basically Cinnamon Toast Crunch responded back and they said that after steady and close analysis and investigation of the picture, they go. could reassure him that <laughs> it was merely lumps and this conglomeration of sugar that just wasn't uh, effectively spread out or nice. disseminated across their product. <laughs> okay. And then this guy, and that, and that's what infuriated him more because then he's like, "Are you guys fucking like gaslighting me right now? Like, are you guys like what are you, like? Why not just assume the error?" And that goes back to Uber too. Like these huge companies, all they need to do to minimize the situation is to just back the problem up and mm-hmm. just try to fix it. In the best way that makes the person with the problem just go away quietly. Exactly that, and and that's how that's how like you know mafia would do it and stuff too. It's like they would just pay whatever it takes to yeah. get rid of the problem and it's bribe gone. people it's and like, just throw you in the river, put some rocks like, in your shoes, and you're. It's like why can't the they do that? It's like here, here's a thousand dollars for you to take the no, shit down shit and be like, oh, up. never mind, guys, it's just dry sugar or whatever, and shut up. And mm-hmm. it's like. But oh yeah, I don't that's, get that at all. See, and I'm sure like, I'm sure the Uber driver reported the in like the incident to Uber first, and then saw that they only that they only compensated him twenty dollars. So he started and then that's when he page. like yeah, that's when he like publicized it because he's like, huh, like this is what what it's worth, like this this like risk of my you know my life my life and then same thing with the cinnamon toast crunch like the risk of my health like i have like shrimp tails like (laughs) what if you're allergic to shrimp yeah or or like you said like there was like rat feces or whatever you get an infection that's like yeah that's that can't be sanitary yeah no that that was insane to me so i think 
the best way if I was in their position in cinnamon crunch toast position is just like cinnamon crunch toast, toast. <laughs> cinnamon, cinnamon toast crunch crunching toast toast, <laughs> toast crunching cinnamon having thing say cinnamon five times fast cinnamon 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 okay, <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna even track because I'm gonna start saying synonym do it no no Cinnamon, 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 cinnamon. I forgot what I was going to say. Cinnamon, cinnamon. Oh. The company. That, yeah, like, you, like, just admit that that something's wrong and that something went wrong and stuff instead of downplaying it. And I think that that's what Uber should have done too. And you should have just, and they offered um, to, like, refund him on the box of cereal and send him a new one. And he, and he refused it. (laughs) Refund for, like, $5 for a box. Refund, like, oh, like, here's for your troubles. And it just goes down to, like, the minimum effort. Like, why do companies assume that the minimum effort is the way to go? Like, if you're a large company, people want expect a lot from you because they see the dollar amount associated and they see your popularity and they're like oh like you could give me more Mm -hmm. so you have to at least take that into account when you're dealing with people otherwise you'll create like a pr problem that you just can't wash away yeah that you can't get a control of i think it (laughs) i think they should have just done like a fake recall where it's like all right we're we're recalling all the cinnamon toast all the cinnamon toast crunch from this location that's what he said he said that all he wanted to be like content was that they would have been like oh like we're okay so we're gonna recall all the cinnamon toast crunch from your store (laughs) where you bought it but they didn't even do that they could have just but see like they could just bullshit it and and say okay we did the recall and they reshelved a new cinnamon toast crunch that was distributed overnight and they restacked the shrimp ones back on the yeah, and that's it. And then this guy you... now he sent the like his findings to a lab to to be analyzed to make sure that it's shrimp <laughs> and to find out what the little black uh, pebbles were that he found in his uh, cinnamon. Did he get stuff. results yet or no? Not yet. And oh, so stay tuned for funny. that, and stay tuned for the next episode of Mentally Guns. Wait, we're... <laughs> oh. I, I knew you had something <laughs> so to say. That's why I'm like, oh, okay, cut it. No, we're bye. Good. Oh, no, bye. Okay, wait, what were you um, say? What's I gonna say? How do you think the shrimp got there? To I don't begin? know. I think that that's the question nobody asked. Is like, how would a shrimp get inside cereal? Like, like. And that makes you think, like, where these things are fabricated and made, I don't know. Like, like they're making shrimp and cereal together the at same, the same time? It, they probably are. Because how do you think that, like, if you look at a lot of products, especially if they're, like, vegetarian or, or vegan, for example, it'll say, like, might, like, might have been cross-contaminated with milk yeah, or yeah. whatever. Or it says may contain traces of traces of a substance may contain yeah. traces of milk or whatever and it's like though. it's like it's everything's sketchy. probably being made in the same like huge factory and, and i think nobody it's cares funny. And yeah and everyone's like oh whatever i'm just yeah. gonna buy my cereal imagine their kids ate it or what <laughs> it's funny That's anyways wild. what's your favorite cereal uh captain crunch for sure. Without the berries, like Regular, that's super horrible. It's the best cereal. Out there. Oh my god, that's What's like. What's your favorite one? <laughs> I mean, now that we're talking about cinnamon toast crunch, <laughs> that, that, oh, really, that one's pretty up there for me. I hate cinnamon. I I like. Oh, it's a hard one. I've always liked uh like cocoa puffs mm. <laughs> and uh, cocoa puffs is nice. <clears throat> Anything that gives me chocolate milk at the end, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. what I like. Cause, or 
anything that makes my milk taste Different. like nice at the end, whether it's chocolate or that that sugar from the cinnamon toast crunch, like or like Fruit Loops, which makes it taste like shit. <laughs> Not Fruit yeah. Loops. I don't like Fruit Loops. Like, I hate Fruit Loops. <laughs> Gonna be honest with you. I don't like Fruit Loops because of that one that tastes like oranges. Like why? Like why would you think that orange? And milk go together like they're just super weird tasting together, and that and I don't remember if you ever saw those like old school cereal commercials where it would always show like a bowl of cereal, mm -hmm. a glass of orange juice, and maybe like an actual orange. So like people would eat orange with their breakfast, and that was super common. Like oh. every commercial, yeah, you watched, yeah, it's like orange juice for breakfast, no matter what you're eating. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me because the tastes are so different you can have milk with it's orange like sour juice. it's like sour tasting orange with i thought you were milk. talking about apple jacks for a second it's like the no. fruit loops the <laughs> the uh orange and green looking fruit loops no and it's like yeah i don't even know <laughs> it's not it's not good yeah i don't know anything yeah. in a loop actually i take that back cheerios cheerios were the superior of the loops See, I didn't really ever, like, expand. Like, w would you try every cereal as a kid? Like, would you just experiment around and try I, them out? Yes, I tried so Like, because cereal is, like, the staple breakfast for a kid. It's, like, all you need to do is, just add milk. is pour some. Yeah, you just need to have some milk. But the process of it is so simple. It's, like, put some cereal in your bowl and then some milk. And if you do it the other way around, you're a psychopath. Oh, wait, so <laughs> cereal goes first? Yes, and then the milk. You know what? Sometimes I just put the milk in. See. First, and then I just like kind of sprinkle it on or whatever. Because you, because sometimes like I don't know, like what's easier to measure? The amount of milk you want that you know you're going to finish or the amount of cereal that you know you're going to finish? Cereal. You think cereal? Yes, because you eyeball like because it's like saying that's like saying food like cereal is what the food is it, it's like the but, food component of the cereal but milk is super filling and i think that milk is what fills you and not the cereal but you don't have to drink the milk at the end and that's why like it doesn't matter how much milk you put but it does because every spoonful it has milk in it so you're getting like tablespoons exactly so you don't want to underestimate the milk so you put the cereal first and then pour the milk and then once it's like nice and like you know full and you can see that the cereal is not all like clumped together you mm. know that you got the right amount of milk i don't know man i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling because think about it the only it. the only valid argument I'll give to people who pour the milk first and then the cereal is that the the cereal stays crunchy. Mm. Just just a little longer because mm -hmm. it it's not sitting like once you pour the milk in the cereal at the bottom of the bowl is going to yeah, start getting yeah, soggy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you pour the the milk and then the cereal it's still, you know, like I don't know how to explain it, but you get what I'm saying? I know how to explain it. So so if you get a bowl and you put the cereal first, you're basically bathing each piece <laughs> in milk. And if you put the milk first, when you just pour the cereal, half of it is outside of the milk. Right, still. right. So half of it is still dry, quote unquote. Yeah, and, and most of the tops of it are still dry. 
Yeah, yeah. Because so you're like pouring it. Yeah, and that first spoon of like milk for a cereal <laughs> is like super crunchy. It's crunchy, and that's why I liked Captain Crunch because to me it was just crunchy. It was like nice and but like. But with light. the berries, it's the nah, best. I one. never tried the berries. See, you it. never tried it <laughs> so because I've always stuck to one cereal. Like I've always been loyal to Captain Crunch, and at school, like school breakfasts, especially in like um, grade school. I would never eat the cereal because I was just like I've tried it before, like Fruit Loops and stuff, and I just can't, I just can't portray Captain Crunch because Captain Crunch is to this day my favorite one. That's crazy. I remember in high school, like they would give the the little like cartons of like cinnamon toast crunch, or like you said, like they would give like Fruit Loops and stuff. But mm-hmm. I would only eat the cinnamon toast crunch one. I would eat like four of those in the morning. That's that was crazy. like my meals for the day. Just sugar, just and a I cups was of sugar. and I was I was slim. So you know what? Thanks to those cereals for feeding me. So you're endorsing no for type diets. of nutrition back then. That's crazy. That's all sugar. I know. Think about it. It's just like eating piles of sugar in the morning isn't it crazy though like how when we're when we're teenagers like all we eat is like well i'm not gonna speak for everyone but like all i ate for example was like junk food Mm. right most of the time and that's why i had like high blood pressure and stuff Mm -hmm. and all types of problems that went on with me but it's like how my whole point is how do we eat so horribly but then we never got like fat quote unquote it's like most people stuff. right and yeah. i and i think like it's super it's super crazy cuz now like i feel guilty if i have a bowl of cereal Me for too. example i'm like holy shit i feel guilty just thinking about swinging by mcdonald's to, to try their new chicken sandwich <laughs> I feel guilty. And as a kid, it would be it like, would just be like common sense. It's like McDonald's came out with a new sandwich. Exactly. We have to go this, like we have to go right now. And we and we would go and get two or three and I would be like, oh. And not even that, but we would like beg our parents to take us like yeah. to go eat fast food, to to like order out and stuff. And now it's like when we do it, we're like, oh, like not only is the cost so high, <laughs> but but like just the guilt. That comes out of eating horribly. Like it's so, it's so prominent when you get older. It's because it feels good in the first, like while you're biting it and while you're chewing. Yeah. The moment you stop chewing and you finish your meal is when, to me, depression starts sinking in, (laughs) just setting in. It's just like, why did I do that? I immediately regret it. I just feel all greasy. I start thinking about how it's processed and how they probably make it, Ugh. how they probably spit on my food or whatever. And we watch the videos of how like fast food chain restaurants work. work. Yeah, like all that frozen shit that they just put in nice. water and that they keep overnight. KFC's <laughs> nice. chicken isn't even fresh. It's just refried. You know what, though? Let me tell you something. There is one place Ugh, and you already know I will vouch for this place I can eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich. And how much is their sandwich again? <laughs> how much? Four twenty-five. Okay. Four twenty-five. Four twenty-five. For a chicken sandwich, okay. Yeah, chicken sandwich. Let me tell nice. you, and and I had two the other week. Yeah, he did. You remember? And I didn't have any. Good for you. <laughs> because because I was no regrets. Okay. I was conscious about it. No, I have no regrets. Anyways. No, no, Popeye's chicken sandwich is the one thing that... 45 grams of fat per sandwich. But how much of protein? Like 30? 
I don't know, but not doesn't outweigh the fat. Yeah, I never tried Popeyes before meeting you, and I remember when it blew up on Twitter and everybody was going crazy about it because people I were did. like, like people treated it as a religious item, like it artifact. Was. People were like, people were causing fights over it, fights over chicken sandwiches. Oh uh, my god, scarcity! They were running out as soon as they would, you know, have a restock. And then I tried it, and it's really great. Like I've never eat, I've never been a fan of chicken sandwiches at fast food places. Period. Like I was always a whopper kid as like a child would always get like a double triple whopper yeah. with cheese no pickles as of like a, a 10 year old whopper is from where burger king no i like the baconator from wendy's see see wendy's is something i started re- like recently like a year ago. wendy's so. like wendy's to me has been the superior of mcdonald's burger king and wendy's Mm. because wendy's burgers like the burger itself because this is what i focus on like because it's never frozen that's why the exactly i actually i don't well i can't i don't know if it it is is or not but (laughs) but the way that i see it like anytime i indulge in fast food especially when it's like a meat item like chicken or or hamburger or whatever I always focus on how the meat is cooked. Mm. So when he's just, they, they do something with their burgers, it always tastes like fresh. Like I personally don't like McDonald's burgers. Mm. They put like onions. Like it's like burgers, super yeah. dry to me. I hate it. They put another bun in the middle with that stupid Big yeah, Mac thing. Like, like, yeah, Big yeah. Mac, look, Big Macs are stupid. <laughs> Like I don't care how <laughs> much of a fan, stupid like that. <laughs> how much of a fan you are of McDonald's and Big Macs, but I know people who live and die by Big Macs, and they'll defend Big Macs to the death. <sighs> but I never saw any like I like I've eaten it maybe like a few, like a handful of times. No joy out of it. I've mm. tried it here. I've tried it in Brazil. I've tried it in London. Like it doesn't change anywhere you go. It's the same shit. Nothing like no like nothing to it. Just no substance. But the reason I never fucked with, with um, Wendy's is because I don't know if you remember, but when I was a kid, there was this um, ongoing um, investigation. And I'm pretty sure it was Wendy's. Correct me if I'm wrong, anyone listening or watching this, but they found someone's finger in the soup. Oh, did you hear about that I ever? I don't know. No, and no, it I was don't think from, I did, but. <laughs> and it was from Wendy's, and apparently it was the Wendy's in Jersey. Which is where we're at. Are you from. sure? Yes, I'm pretty it's positive. Wendy's? Pretty positive it was Wendy's. And that's what tainted its reputation <laughs> for a long time. You know what, though? Please, like, if you've never tried a Baconator before, please do yourself a favor. Because the Baconator is, like, to me, the superior of the burgers. But I won't shit on Burger King. Because Burger King... You know, they're pretty good, too. Just like you said, with the Whopper. It was Wendy's? See, look, yeah. Uh, Oh, man. Police identified severed finger in the Wendy's chili case. So in their chili, they found a whole ass finger. Maybe somebody was chopping up. No, like, you don't know. Like, what if that's, like, human meat? Did you ever think about that? Why it's never frozen? What if? Okay, so 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 this is just huh? like a a, spit, a a spitballing conspiracy right here, right? Like right off the top of the dome, just to really drive this home. What if the reason they found a finger in this in their chili, and the reason why Wendy's meat is never frozen and always fresh, 
And the reason why kids go missing every single day and there's always like these missing people is because these missing people are actually being kidnapped and taken to Wendy's uh, like factory farming places. And then these meats that we're eating from Wendy's are actually human sourced. And that's why they found a finger because False. they just didn't like grind it up enough. Oh, babe. Chili <laughs> sauce? Really? Like, like that doesn't really, like, even... No, I see it more as, like... Ground I, beef is the easiest meat to make with any type of animal. I've seen... Listen, I have seen movies where... where I forgot what movie or TV show I saw, but the person accidentally, like... I don't think it was an accident. I think somebody else, like you know uh started butchering the uh, another person mm -hmm. and then they threw like their body parts and like the food at the restaurant or something so i think it would have been a funny story if the person was like chopping up like onions oh, yeah, or super something funny story to tell and then, people it's like oh yeah the and then they was... they accidentally chopped their finger off and were like oh, oh and just threw it into like, the oh, my finger's <laughs> off but what's more important is this order that has to go out so oh well <laughs> exactly yep, that's exactly the mindset i would have if i just chopped my finger off i wouldn't report it to wendy's i wouldn't report it to the police to anyone <laughs> I just like, oh, my job. This job means the world to me even more than my finger. Oh, that's funny. Nah. Hey, <laughs> I think our, like, both. Uh, okay, whose theory makes more sense to you guys? No. The, the nonchalant, <laughs> dedicated employee who has to get every order out promptly and doesn't care about if he <laughs> chops his own finger off, or mine, which makes way more sense. That, you know, the human factory farming and the reason why Wendy's is never frozen always fresh and they found a human body part oh in their my chili God. ground beef <laughs> quote unquote false false anyways i am pro advocate for popeye's spicy chicken sandwich i wish i could give you guys a, a discount code, discount code. i wish they sponsored this because i would uh i eat there all the time Especially after work, when I used to yeah. go after work at 10 o'clock, mm -hmm. get a spicy chicken sandwich. Which is the exact time you want to fill your body up with fast food. Yes, because then you sleep it off and everything's all Wake good. up the next day, next everything's day, great. Next day, we go work out, 5 in the morning. Yeah, that's nice. <clears throat> Anyways, um, anything what? else? Because we already passed one hour. Oh. You... Anything else you want to talk about? No, save it. All right. So uh, we have actually a whole list of topics that we want to discuss. And we didn't even get through half of it on this episode. So um, stay tuned for episode number seven. Wait, quick oh. question. Just for them to think about for the next episode. Would you rather <laughs> know when you die or how you die? Mm. Sit on that. And let us know. So would you rather know the day, the exact day, time, and place or the you're causation gonna die, of or your death? Or how you're going to die? Right. Uh, that's a good question. And we'll give our opinion on the next episode of Mentally Gone. Peace out, guys. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in again. Not sure why you guys keep coming back, but... Yeah. Keep so, coming back. Keep coming back. <laughs> we, like, we like when you listen. Yeah, peace. See ya. <laughs>